before we get started on today's show, I want to tell you guys about the Colorado Hawks. You probably saw us wearing those Jokic for MVP shirts on the post-game show a couple weeks ago. If you want to pick one up, you can go to JokicForMVP.com, and all the proceeds for those shirts go back to the Colorado Hawks. And if you don't know who the Colorado Hawks are, they're an affordable athletic program that's never turned away an athlete for costs right here in Colorado. They're celebrating their 25th anniversary of helping high-level athletes win college scholarships. And they're all about the kids. So the proceeds for those shirts at JokicForMVP.com go back to the program, go back to helping kids play sports at a really high level here in Colorado. So check them out, JokicForMVP.com. All right, let's do this. Oh, man, I can put a sticker on here. I have a sticker on my hand. Probably when you're kids. What is up, everybody? And welcome into the Winner's Lounge. I don't think that game deserves an air horn. I, I mean, it was an exciting game. It was definitely... Look, yeah. And applause is more accurate. We could do a... That was, that was fun. Are we the Smuckets again? What's going on here? We don't celebrate the wins? That was a grinded out, gritty, you know... That was a hungry Portland Trailblazers team. Very hungry. You might even say starving. (laughs) You might say that team was starving. And the Nuggets had to, you know, sort of weather a lot of things just not going their way. But they got a win. I'm impressed by this one. You're right that it's not a, you know, traditionally an air horn. like, I'm feeling it. I got goosebumps. I'll pump. It's not quite that, but I think impressive nonetheless. And we'll get into all that. We're presented, as always, by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Download it. Two for two tonight in the dev era. Didn't lose? I did not lose. I definitely did not lose. <laughs> <laughs> but we did win it. It kind of feels like the Nuggets. We just, just barely skated by. Um, you guys, superstar devs over here. Yeah, I mean, really, I don't want to say that it's like not a hype game because that was like a big win Win that the Nuggets. The battle. They, they yeah. really did need. Yeah, and it, exactly. It was a battle. Um, and also, like, Portland is not a team that, like, is just, like, out of it. But I feel like the Nuggets are so good that they're on the bigger and better things. Like, it used to be Portland um, when they were, like, neck and neck. But now I feel like the Nuggets are just a better team. And you, and you see that. They play without Jamal Murray, you know, their second-best player. And they still go out and grind a win against a pretty healthy, like, Portland team. So, it's not that we're not happy. And I don't I, I don't want anybody that that's not a, a good win because it's a definitely a good win. But the Nuggets are better than that. They're better. And then I've, over here I've got Harrison Wynn. I've got to ask you this one for a starter. You know, the Nuggets now, I think, 11-2 and two with Aaron Gordon in the lineup, and that's 7-1 mm-hmm. and one without Jamal Murray because, remember, he missed the four games, right, right, right. and then he's missed these last ones. You step back. Yes, it was ugly, but it was a win. You know, yes, this you know, could have done better, worried about this or that, and there's plenty. We're going to talk about all of it. But when you step back, 11-2, and two, pretty good. Totally, man. And I don't know how many air horn wins we're going to have. <laughs> yeah, it's so true. Oh, it's so true. Like, these Grit last, and grind nuggets, baby, from here on out. These last two wins... Memphis game was weird. Well, they eked that one out. This game was also a little weird. They eked it out. So they just got to find a way. They just got to find a way. That's what they did tonight. And Portland, you know, has a great offense. They score a lot of points. And for Denver to hold them to 105, it's not a munder. But, you know, it's pretty good. It's pretty good for a Portland team that is used to scoring 110, 115. <coughs> so, um, you know, there's a little bit something there. And I thought that Denver, the offense, to your point, Harrison, I don't know how pretty it's going to be from here on out. Right. I do think it can be prettier, but it's not going to be the offense we're used to where the ball's popping. There's all these threats. Teams are learning. Like, there's certain guys you can just force. There's Michael Porter, I think teams overloading on him, knowing that, hey, if he doesn't score, who else on this team is going to be able to put up volume? And it's tough. Um, 
Dev, where do you want to start with this one? There's, uh, there's. It was funny. We were talking about King of the Game, and we were like, I don't. I, I mean, it's probably got to be Jokic. We'll get to it in a little bit, but there wasn't like a clear for me at least a clear cut. We were cut. trying Here's, to make the case for other people. We just couldn't. we just couldn't do it. Yeah, that, I mean that's a tough one. I, I feel like we should just start with Michael Porter Jr. Like, okay, I think that we just should go right, right into it. All right, that was a weird game for him. <laughs> it really was, and, and and me and Harrison was talking like right before this, like. That was one of the weirdest games we've seen, like from any of the Nuggets players. Like for him to be so like un like it was he was on fire, um, running. Couldn't be like, bothered. The, the offense was running through him. He was in a zone, um, really locked in, and like that felt like that it was going to be a yeah, Mike like forty like point game. I yeah. thought forty was on the way. Yeah, I, I mean, really he, did. And right. he had seventeen points. And guess what he finished with? Seventeen. Points. Seventeen points. He had that very early. And it, it wasn't even like they just, like, shunned him out or anything. It was just, like, was not the same. So, like, I'm going to have to rewatch that just to see what <laughs> yeah. happened. I yeah. want to know what happened. Yeah. Harrison, are you more surprised that he had zero points in quarters two through four or that he only had four shots in quarters two through four? <sighs> both. Yeah. Both. I mean, he goes eight of eight in uh, the first half, seven of seven in the first quarter. And like Dev was saying, it was exactly the type of shots you want him taking. He had a three, one deep two, and the rest were at the rim. I think like five of those were in the restricted area or six. And then he just went quiet. He had, he got the ball. I think it was in the fourth. He like came off a little curl. Maybe it was a Jokic DHO. And he just looked so hesitant. Yeah. And he just clearly didn't want to shoot. It was bizarre, man. And I have to tip my cap to him because I really do think he is in a, an incredibly difficult place. His career has been nothing but challenges. Yeah. He really is just being thrown challenge after challenge. And one of them is, you know, he can't just go out there. I said that they need to find him more. They need to use. They need to come up with different ways because just running the flow of the offense and hoping that the ball finds him, to me, like he's too good and Denver's too weak offensively. He can't keep working the ball around to find Faku, although he made his three-pointers tonight. Did. Or Dozier or Shaq Harrison. Like, at some point, you have to say we got to find ways that Michael Porter is finding the ball in spots to to score once or twice per possession, and so they might have to tailor some things. That being said, I am impressed with the fact that he only took four shots once he, you know, down the stretch. It's on the Nuggets, in my opinion, and a little bit on him, but it's on the Nuggets to find him more shots. If he started pressing and taking bad ones and finished 0 for eight in the second half, that would be more concerning to me. Mm -hmm. And also, like that, just kind of shows you the type of grind grinded out game it was, like. Jokic was clearly like the like he had mismatches all over. There was no way that Nurkic could slow him down, and he only takes 18 shots right. in the game. So to see Michael Porter Jr. only takes 12 shots and also like try to stay within the flow of the offense was like it was a positive. But also when you see how hot he is and also knowing the type of score that Michael Porter Jr. is, to see him only take shots, like it's just it, it's not right because I feel like, uh, I mean, you said it was good for him to, like, not press and try to find a shot. But I think that he's one of those players that has to. He has to find a way to get his shots up regardless of if it's, like, going or not. There should be nights that he he's pressing and taking a lot of unnecessary shots because the the Nuggets need him to be that Did you want of, him to ISO or something more? Like, how would he would how could he have done that with the way the game went? I, I think ISO more. Like, okay. I, I feel like there was, like, advantages that he could have had. Like, there was times he had Carmelo on. Like, they didn't have the defensive stoppers or anything like that on him he just kind of like did not find the flow in like in the second half and also like you said i think that it's it's on the nuggets to find different ways to put him in those spots yeah. there's a lot of michael porter jr like plays that they could have went to just to like get him going like hey let's get the offense back going but i think that um 
in the flows of the game and like how things go i think you forget about like the type of player that he is and also that's good because he's 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 became more of a in the offense type of guy rather than a, a island score so that i mean that's a tough one to like talk about it's really hard to gauge that type of night that he had i, I think it's more on the nuggets um he is like so talented such a great shooter but he can float at times on the offensive end in the half court like he can float and get disengaged especially when you know it was this, this offense was kind of centered around the murray Jokic two-man game like but he can float from time to time so i, I think it's on denver to, to always keep him engaged and whatnot but i mean part of it's also that just like this offense was ugly 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 tonight and like he wasn't getting the cuts to the rim, the flow to the offense, the ball and player movement wasn't there um, after the first quarter, really. Yeah. But, like, that's when he got his best looks, obviously. There's a couple games in a row. I mean, it's kind of weird, but the Nuggets are a bit – I don't want to say a defensive team now because it's <laughs> only been a couple games, but it's like they have to win by just getting some tough stops. And I'll be honest, Denver got some tough stops. Portland missed – some shots too you know see but jim mccall and damian lillard had good looks including the final shot by cj i mean that's yeah. a 50 percent shot for him right. i mean he hits that one quite a you bit take that if you're portland if you're portland you kind of live with it and they didn't make those tonight but at the same time you have to tip your hat to denver because i thought they got defensive stops when they needed them a lot of them you look at that second and fourth quarters 21 points and that's why i want to start or, or want to move now to the bench unit it's a weird bench unit. We tried to give it. We said, okay, we'll give it to the bench mob. Well, they are all in the negative. Starters all in the positive. All right, well, what, all right, who scored? Well, nobody actually really scored. What did they do? <laughs> they defended their asses off. I mean, they defended really. They were very impressive defensively, especially in that third quarter slash fourth quarter. And I'll start personally with the guy who jumps off the screen to me and Shaq Harrison. That guy, to me, seems like a great addition to this team because he brings something. I saw people calling him Shaq Gary Harrison. <laughs> I love it. I kind of like it because he does have that sort of game-changing defense where yeah. he made plays tonight defensively. He is he is unreal just to watch defensively, man. He's always in a super low defensive stance, no matter where he is on the court, yeah. no matter who he's guarding. He's in perfect defensive position always. He's great at, like, stunning to double somebody and then quickly getting back to his man. He's a high IQ defender, and he's just around the ball a lot. Like, if there's a loose ball, he's going to be around it. Like, he, he just has a nose for the ball. He, um, I love watching him, man. Yeah. I love watching him. He gives great energy. He's, he's just strong out there. Um, but also, like, the defensive reads that he makes. There's, like, times yeah. that he's helping in the paint. And he has C.J. McCollum, but he's he's quick enough. He's he's super fast. He's quick enough to get back to his spots or, or where he's supposed to be. But he also is just super active. Like that yeah. that sequence that he had when he stripped C.J. McCollum, then gets down, runs it Euro uh, and one. You just don't see that for these type of players. Um, and he comes in with extreme confidence because he's playing defense. He knows what he brings to the table. And I don't think that you're going to have these moments that you're like, what is Shaq Harrison doing? You don't see that. Like, right, right. He plays hard and he plays well and he just fits because he's the second unit that that bench mob. They're guys that like want it. They're guys that like are playing extremely hard and he's he's playing hard. Yeah. The if you time. watch him, he sprints everywhere. Offense and yeah, defense. Yeah. On offense, like if he doesn't have the ball, he's sprinting to like a spot. And, and defense, like Dev said, he's sprinting to double somebody or sprinting back to his man or sprinting to rotate. Right. Like it's awesome to watch. And now, you know, Denver has both Faku and him who bring that. 
And they have other guys that bring it in spurts. You know, I thought the whole defensive lineup, including the old fellas, Jay Mike and, and Millsap tonight, yeah, the uh, they they I thought both had a, a nice intensity to them. But I think with Shaq Harrison and Faku, starter bench, you just know you're gonna have one guy that elevates the intensity of play at all times, and that's important. Mm-hmm. Denver hasn't always had multiple guys that can do that. It's inspiring. It's inspiring. If if you see a guy playing like that, and it's Shaq Harrison, like. The guy who's on the lowest rung of the rotation right now, you're going to be like, all right, I got to Tori Craig esque in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, you know, we could talk about Faku now because he had such an interesting night to me. I mean, we've been talking about if he makes shots, if he makes shots, if he makes shots. He was a game, a team uh-huh. high plus eight tonight. I think that's noteworthy. He goes four or five from the three point line tonight. And those were big, all, every single one of them was huge. I mean, obviously, it's a one point game. Denver doesn't win. A little bit of an up-and-down shooter, but I have to hand it to him. He made some shots tonight. Do you feel like it made an impact on Denver's offense outside of just the fact that he hit him? Meaning, was there auxiliary benefits to him hitting him? Huge. Uh, Just knowing that you have to space the floor and you have to scoot out. Did they, though? Did Portland feel like they had to guard him on the perimeter? I I feel like they really did. I feel like it opened up the floor for Jokic and also cutters. There was a lot of extra like cuts tonight um, where where the Nuggets scored at the rim because – they're overplaying guys, and and I feel like Faku's three point shots going in consist consistently like did that, especially early on. The first two shots, I feel like they were like, okay, Faku hits that, oh well, like you, yeah. you got to live with it. Then you make more, you're like, okay, they're they're it's their night, it's their night. You have to step out, and and that's what was great with Faku. Also with that, um, I know a lot is said about why he didn't close the game, but when when you put yourself in Malone's shoes, you have to think about it. They have CJ McCollum. They yeah. have yeah. they have offensive guys. They have Lillard, and we all know about Lillard time. He might struggle for the whole game, but we know what he is um, late down the game. And having a guy like Faku, although he's a good defender, it just gives you a different look to have a bigger guy out yeah. there in Dozier who also was playing really well this game. So I don't feel like you should pit you know, Malone's decision to go Dozier over Faku, but also like it was a team unit. Faku was really, really big tonight and played like his role like to perfection. And then Dozier also closed out the way that you're supposed to. So I think that it was great for everybody. Yeah, Dozier tonight, three of ten. Like you look at the numbers, not necessarily impressive, but I actually thought he was impressive tonight for the very reasons you're talking about. And I will say this to Faku. You know, there is I think Dozier's a good defender, and I think Faku's a good defender in completely different ways. And Faku Tonight sped up Lillard, sped up C.J. McCollum in the times he was playing out. A couple of key turnover in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. The result of Faku full-court pressing. We kind of thought, like, okay, this is where Damian really usually takes over. I thought Faku pressed him, got him to play too fast, and he makes a really dumb error. Damian Lillard does. So I think that was important as sort of a like almost like a setup guy. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like tag team mm, wrestling. You yeah. first, first guy out there, wear him out. And now let's put our lineup that we can switch off ball. We we'll put our longer lineup. We can switch some of those other things and then use all of our length to kind of contest. And it worked out. I think that might be the game plan as you get into it. We talked about this in the pregame show. If you missed it, we always do the pregame show before 30 minutes before we talked about vulnerabilities. The guards that can really score are now a vulnerability tonight. I think we saw what Michael Malone would likely do in a playoff series. Hmm, that's interesting. Close big. Play Shaq Harrison. Yeah. I mean, Monte Morris, what kind of role does he play? But I'm with you that, like, Dozier's the guy you want on the floor late. Like, for his switchability. Um, if that's Michael Malone's strategy, that's great. 
But, like, generally, I, I thought Faku did a pretty decent job on Lillard. All things considered, it was probably, like, the best defense you could hope for from Faku tonight. Dozier's so funny to me, man, because I there's, like... This 80% of his game that I absolutely love. Yeah. Just love. And I'm like, he's a he's this elite role player type guy. And then there's this 20% that just kills me, absolutely kills me. It's decision making. It's just trying to do too much. And it's almost sometimes you can complain about this stuff too much because I don't think Dozier's good. It's not, this isn't like a hey, you know, soon he'll get it. I think it's just like, man, some guys just, that's how they play. And he might be one of them. Barton's Barton's one yeah. of these ones, you know, like you live with what Barton does poorly. Cause you're like an aggregate. It's worth it. I mean, you saw both sides of Dozier tonight, like the one of five from three, a couple questionable quick triggers. Oh from man. Three. One of those threes, like 20 the seconds the on the clock. Yeah. Steps to the side. And you're just like, yeah. dude, no. <laughs> but then there was also the defense on Lillard, yeah. the six rebounds, three of them offensive. Yeah. And he had a lot of like hustle plays where he was getting his fingertip on a on a loose ball and giving Denver another possession. He had a couple of those, so you saw both sides of it. Yeah. Um anything else on that bit or uh, just off of, you know, Shaq Harrison and PJ Dozier. Those two guys together by the way with that second unit, you put them out there and they're just they're predators, man. They're just yeah. so like long and aggressive and athletic and there was a lot of like closing the gap i are we, like it are we still on the bench unit or no we can go wherever you want well if we're still on the bench unit like i mean they the nuggets have a new acquisition that they that they brought in today right. um in austin rivers and i mean austin rivers is what he is but what was like unique for me like first off he hit the big shot like the big three that Huge. they really really yeah. did need um especially at the time like it was just that was a, a big shot it was a huge shot and and that's what he brings. He brings that veteran like presence. He's been there. Like that's just a regular shot for him. Um, it was also, can somebody. I say, symbolic? Like it, there's a little bit of a symbolic. Like new guys in. We know what he's supposed to provide. What he's supposed to provide is a little bit more scoring. Can he play? And he was passing up stuff. Like he was being very right. very cautious. That shot was one of those ones where it was almost like a split second in time where everybody's like. That's why we got you. He's like, yeah. he's like all right, I'm here now. There I'm it is. Here. It's like, there it is. And he knocked it down and it was like, all right. Yeah, but also with that, uh, one of the things, like every single time a player comes in to, to Denver and they get interviewed, the first thing that they talk about is the passing, like the, yeah. extra, like yep. the willingness to, to make the extra pass and how everyone is involved. And for some reason, they went with Rivers after the, after the game um, and interviewed him. And that was the first thing that he brought up. Like this team – they they're bought in. They like they yep. pass to one another. Like they like enjoy playing with each other. And I mean, like we know Rivers has not been on teams where first off they don't like him, right. and then also he <laughs> does, and also it's like a guy that is known for shooting every time. Yeah, talking about the extra pass and like how great that is. That like that's a, that's a, that's something that's big, and it's also like something that the Nuggets the the actual. Um, feel for the nuggets really is like that that's great well you guys both played you guys know this a lot of teams talk about passing and if you're and not everybody is Jokic where they just are so fully bought into the idea of like it doesn't matter who shoots just move it but most people can buy into that the thing that it takes isn't just the willingness to pass it's also the ability because you could play with unselfish teams where you're like I know if I give the ball up this dude's going to dribble it off his shoe or this guy's going to not make the right pass and turn it over the Nuggets, I think, have enough competent ball movers that a guy like Austin Rivers can come in and be like, okay, I know if I do pass it, something's going to happen. It's not just like I'm giving it up and this is dumb. So Yeah. I was I was a little impressed by Rivers tonight, I got to say. Just coming off the street cold. That's true, He wasn't man. on a roster, man. Like That's true. why it took so long for him to uh, get active because he had to go through all the protocols and whatnot. But 
13 minutes, man, I think he's going to play. I, I think he's going to probably play more than 13 minutes going forward. I could see it. I could see him being a 15 to 20 minute guy. Maybe more on some nights. Well, right now with without Monte, yes, like they have to like rely on somebody, um, especially down this like this stretch that's coming. So I do see that like him getting minutes and things like that. But it's it's tough. It's tough to see him in the in the playoff rotation. But I mean, yeah. you didn't need him for the playoff rotation. You needed him yeah. to to carry the load. And you just need him you to get, get through this that, little that's stretch. It. Well, he technically is he on a ten day still? Yeah, he's technically on a ten day. So playoffs will. We'll play it one day at a time yeah. for 10 days here. Should we hit our first break? We still got to talk about our king of the game who we haven't got to. We've got to talk about Aaron Gordon who had an interesting night. Um, so there's still plenty more to get to. Yeah, guys, make sure to check out the Mile High City Copper Logger from uh, Breck Brew. You can't miss it. It's got that Nuggets Skyline blue can with the Nuggets logo on it. Uh, it's what we drink a lot during Nuggets games, a great beer to sip uh, on the side. So check it out from Breck Brew, the Mile High City Copper Logger. You can get it from Breck Brew at the farmhouse. You can get it from your local liquor store. Uh, check it out today. I also got to talk about Manscaped right now at Manscaped. This exclusive offer for uh, DNVR listeners. Use promo code DNVR at manscaped.com. Get 20% off your purchase. Again, code DNVR at manscaped.com. Get 20% off your purchase. Um, I would recommend that perfect package. Get the lawnmower, get that travel bag. Very versatile travel bag. Versatile travel yeah, bag. Yeah, you, you can use it for other stuff. Like underwater or like what is what is uh, a travel bag? How is a travel bag versatile? It's fancy. Uh, it's like oh, you stylistic. Could, you could hold it in also. You could drag it to the <laughs> airport. Okay. Yeah, you it can classic use it contemporary. for all your other toiletries. Okay. You all know, right. That, that's wow. why it's versatile. It's, it's, all right. It's, it's sturdy. It's well made. <laughs> check, check it out. Uh, Manscaped.com. Use the code. DNVR to save 20%. And I'm just going to throw in a DraftKings pick of the week here while we're at it, guys. It's going to throw in a little DraftKings pick of the week. Let's see where we got NBA slate tomorrow. Oh, you're going to go straight into tomorrow, huh? Yeah. Why don't you give us one for Friday? Is there anything for like Friday that you're just feeling like a, hey, this is the thing you got to do? I mean, I don't like picking one when the lines aren't up, but I'm going to take Will Barton. Golden State. Points, rebounds, assists ESPN, again. ESPN. I'm so gonna that's what, keep riding Will Barton's player props, man. I'll, Golden State, second time through. I think it's a Jokic monster game. Okay. Last one. He's tired. Six games in nine days. It was unfair. True. Put up on, on the television there. True. Now you got Golden State again. People want to see it. Steph Curry. He says he's the MVP. I think this might be a game where Jokic goes. I say I'm the MVP. I, I think this might be one where Jokic says, "I'll show you guys." Okay. I'll show okay. you guys. So you're going Jokic. Uh, I'll go Will Barton, points, rebounds, assists. Okay. DraftKings pick a little Find out who's right. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. see who's right. Um, Kale, did you get the video? We can. We don't need it for right now. Still going, huh? Oh, okay. Um, oh, here in a little bit later on, guys, we have a brand new video. We got our new video guy, Aaron Patterson. Shouts to Aaron. He's done a great job for us. He accompanied Air, uh, Harrison at the last home game to Ball Arena. Um, saw behind the scenes what reporters do. Some questions, some great stuff. A lot, of, a lot of eating also. A lot of eating? Yeah. Is this really a food corner? <laughs> uh, okay, fantastic. Um, we can we can keep uh, on with this game, though, guys. Paul Millsap, what happened? Yeah, I'll take king of the game. And we could talk about Yoke actually a little bit here. The king of the game, who else could it be? 25 points, 9 rebounds, 5 assists. So it's funny because this is like, I thought Jokic was good tonight. And it, down the stretch, made the right plays. 
a bottom five stat line from Jokic this year. Honestly, first of all, not a double double. Totally. A, I think this is only his sixth single double of the year. This is probably going to be one of his worst games with game score. Like you, you right, were tweeting out yeah. those game uh, score stats, and then I was looking it up. Like his fourth worst game was like 25, 12, and eight. Yeah. In a win. This might be worse than that. But yet, he, I don't think he was bad. Like, no, that's the this thing. This is the hand that the Nuggets are dealt. You know, I, I think he might have a lot of box scores that look like this right now because where is he going to pass? His assists you know, are going to be down. Assist, well, his scoring assists like, almost have to pick a little True. bit more. Rather than just to pick your poison, it's more like, okay, they're going to force me to shoot or they're going to force me to pass and i got to make something brilliant. How will you assess his game tonight? I think it was a, it was a solid Jokic tonight. And also, just to see 25-9 and nine, um, to be like a bad game for him – I mean, he's still ahead of the MVP race with a game like that. Like, the other guys are not watching those game, uh, this game. You look at the box score, he still has a big box score. Um, the the three-point shot was not falling. And also, just the way that Portland is set up, they, they push you away from, like, the paint, so you have to get those shots going. And he's seen that it wasn't going early on, um, still kept on trying. And then after that, it was like, you know what, I'm going to just carry us down the fourth-quarter stretch. That was the big thing for, for me with Jokic in this game is, when it mattered, he really did step up um, and won them the game down the stretch. Yeah, yeah. Portland's tough for uh, opposing centers. I mean, you guys know what I think of Yusef Nurkic, but he's a big body. He's going to bang inside. I mean, he had six offensive rebounds. And then you come with Enos Kanter off the bench. Like, they they pound the glass hard, Portland does. Like, they're bigs especially. So, it's a workout playing against them if you're yoke. A little bit of a hot take. I think Cantor's almost more difficult than Nurkic. And it might be because sure. Nurkic is still working his way back in. But here's the thing. I think push comes to shove. If you ask me, can he handle, can Jokic handle Nurkic? Give me in a playoff series, he's going to murder him. Yeah. He's going to murder him. Tonight was like a bottom 20th percentile he could have, and he still did enough to win. What I think uh, with Cantor is, same thing. Jokic is going to murder him. But Cantor's going to grab a lot of points. Mm. He's going to draw some fouls. He's just going to make things uncomfortable. And yes, you don't want to go to that in large doses. But I do <laughs> wonder if he is... I just feel a little more concerned. I'm so unconcerned with Nurkic. Jokic figures too, guys man. out the more <laughs> yeah. he plays him, and he knows him as well as anybody. Uh, it's also just a little bit personal with Nurkic. He totally. understands that he cannot guard him. The difference between Nurkic and Cantor is one of them is in shape. Like, <laughs> one of them is able yeah. to move. And Nurkic's get coming to back spot. from injury, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and he has so many different injuries that I feel like he's like a little timid. Yeah. He does not want to, to guard uh, Jokic. And also, when Jokic scores on him or gets the upper hand on him. Nurkic is like a he's a sensitive guy. Like mentally he's just like fragile. So yeah. that's what you you saw Nurkic shoot a three pointer. What was he doing, man? That was, <laughs> was it was at a doing? crucial part of the game with also Huge. game time right there. You have McCullum, Norman Powell was scoring like with ease and you went to Nurkic and he shot the three pointer and airballed and that's just the frustration. That might have been players. the best play of the game. That might was, have been my was, single was, favorite one. Certainly. And it's funny as I because of the angle, we can't tell it was an air ball. He shoots it, yeah. it looks like it's going in, and it just is like to the right or something. Which is you miss short, you miss long, like okay. You miss to the right or left. It's like, bro, that's that's not your zone. Dude, he shot that three when the score was tied at 101 with two minutes remaining. <laughs> it's wild. The, man. the second he shot that I Got a lot more confidence in the Nuggets winning. <laughs> oh, say. man. This game also, um, you know, it it creates a separation. Six games now in the loss yeah. column from Portland. I don't think we were ever that concerned of Denver falling behind and dropping to the six seat or whatever, six or seven. But now it's not that it's a lock, but 
I mean, Denver goes 500 down the stretch. Portland and Dallas would have to basically not lose. So this one pretty much all but solidifies Denver being in that five or four or five seed. You think the three is out of reach? No, it's by no means out of reach. I think it's highly unlikely. Yeah. But it's not out of reach. Yeah. I mean, look, here's the thing about Denver, 11 and 2. <laughs> I, I mean, it doesn't feel like it because there's this cloud. You know what I mean? This yeah. cloud of Jamal Murray's not there. Yeah. And we all knew. And I'm telling you, 11 and 2 with that many without Murray, just, uh, Murray makes them better. Like, I, I just. I Have the Nuggets ever gone on an 11 and 2 stretch? Oh, for I, sure. I, they definitely have. I mean, they've had long extended winning streaks. Yeah. No, I mean, like, over the last couple of years. Yeah, I have to think that they have. I think they have to have at least one or two of those in there. But nonetheless, eleven and two, and and now the four game winning streak going. I just Denver might keep grinding out. They they can beat you in a couple different ways. Um, Any any other comments about you know the only other guys that we didn't really talk about? We didn't talk much about Will Barton, um, but the the other guys I think are Jamichael Green and Paul Millsap, who we just briefly mentioned. But I thought they were both both good i mean they're part of that unit that can really defend yeah you could put them together every night just because they bring the exact same things like they're they're strong um defensive anchors that you could just throw in the game and they're going to match the other team's intensity and i mean each each time one of them's going to have it or one of them's not going to have it this is a night that they both like were aggressive defensively and and that's where they made their mark um offensively they really didn't have anything going for them but you don't expect them to score a lot of points so that, that's the, yeah. the difference with them is you you want them to play hard defense. You also want them to um, not let you get bullied. Like those are your enforcers, and they go out there and they do that. Paul Millsup had his moments uh, offensively where he, you know, changed the like momentum of the game, um, and they ran that stretch with them. Jamichael Green just does things that he just he's not scoring, but he's like making plays that make it hard, and and it just it, it just opens up the the defense for them. So. With them, you don't have to spend a lot of time. You just yeah. kind of know what you're going to get. Those two guys kind of represent a little bit of just this new Nuggets identity, I feel like. Which is? Just find a way. Oh, totally. Yeah, <laughs> they're find a way, guys. Just find a way to yep. win. Find yep. a way to score. Find a way to get stops. So we got a nice treat for you guys here. A nice video. You. This is the first time this video will be played publicly. World we'll premiere. Be gonna, a world premiere. Tomorrow we'll have it out on all of our channels. Don't forget, guys, we're not just a pregame and postgame show. We do all kinds of stuff. We obviously have the podcast. We have written content, sourced stuff written. We go to the arena. We send guys to the games, everything, uh, film breakdowns, all kinds of stuff. So check everything out at thednvr.com. But let's play the video. Behind the scenes on Monday. Well, here at uh, Ball Arena, Nuggets and Grizzlies. I'm gonna show you guys what it's like to cover a game here and uh, some of the tips and tricks I've learned over the years. First of all, notice the fit. Full disclosure, this is the most I've dressed up for a game all year. Doing it for you guys, let's, uh, let's go inside. This is where you pick up your credential. You go over to Derek, part of the best PR team in the business. And he's already got it for you right here. <laughs> See that? Thanks, man. So I only said that to Derek so he calls on me in the post-game Zoom. We gotta hype up his ego a little bit. <laughs> here we go. That's the beauty of coming to so many games at Ball Arena. You just never know what's gonna happen. Like, I think the Nuggets should take care of business tonight. They should beat the Memphis Grizzlies, but you just never know. It's the beauty of it. New seat assignment, you know, just gotta roll with the punches, the change up things on you, you just gotta adjust and adapt. So, 
little different vantage point. I'm usually over there, but um, yeah, you just gotta make do with what you got. That's what being a professional is all about. <laughs> <laughs> on that Monte is obviously out of the lineup. Do you have any idea if that's going to be something short term or if he's going to be out for a bit? So this is the much vaunted media uh, dinner area. And they've really stepped up their game. It's here. You got chips, Doritos. My personal favorite, just the classic Lay's. You got some cookies over there. Condiments. Then over here. Open up the fridge. I don't even know what we got here. Pizza? I'm gonna snag a pizza. Uh, Might even do a little pizza review while I'm here. Who knows? Oh, absolutely. A little cheese pizza action. Alright, here with Eric Spiropolis, Nuggets.com. What is Michael Porter Jr.'s season high gonna be? for the remainder of the season. Right now, the season high is 30. I'm gonna, I think he hits 40. I'm gonna 40. go 40 points. He's gonna break it, I know that. Like, we're on, we're on pace for that for sure. Yeah. I don't think it's gonna get quite to 40. I'm gonna go 39. 39 sounds good, guys. 39, you heard it here. He's been picking it up lately. I think he maybe might get it tonight. Let's say 42, the Jackie Robinson of career highs. 42, so 42, that would be a new career high. How many threes does he hit if he goes for 40? He's hitting seven threes. Seven threes. Seven threes gets to the line a couple times, hits a couple and ones. I think he can get that. I like it. 42. I think that MPJ is going to hang 38 one game. And the reason I think that is this dude can catch fire from outside. I think one game he's going to hit eight or nine three-pointers, going to get seven, eight free throws, and he's just going to have some of those easy duck-in dunks. MPJ, 38 points. Book it. All right, so we got 75 minutes until tip-off. Might as well slip in a little pizza review here. Courtesy of great people at Ball Arena. Shout out to Nuggets PR team for hooking this up. This tastes like exactly the type of pizza you would get at a basketball game. Not any better, not any worse. If you envision the type of pizza they serve at an arena, this would be it. It's a 4.7. It's a 4.7, I can't lie, I can't front. It's not what I would look for, like, if I'm gonna spend money on pizza, but it's free, I'm hungry, we got a long night ahead of us, like, I'll take it.
Alright, what a freaking night. Um, double OT win. Nikola Jokic, 47 points. Unforgettable. Maybe an MVP moment. Some people are saying that. Uh, what did I tell you, Aaron, when we walked in the arena tonight? I told you that the best part of this job is you never know what's going to happen. This could have been like a 90-80 to 80 win over the Memphis Grizzlies, but no, it was like one of the more unforgettable games of the season. That's why you come to Ball Arena. That's why you watch the Nuggets, because you just never know what's going to happen. Um, this was incredible tonight. Like, I'm exhausted. I didn't even play. Like, sweating through my shirt. Uh, it was a great atmosphere. The fans were rocking. The MVP chants were going. Will Barton, a classic Will Barton performance. Um, again, Nikola Jokic, I mean, what more can you say? This guy's incredible. I feel so lucky to get to watch this guy every single night. Like, I say it all the time, but I can't stop saying it. I just feel lucky. So yeah, that's it. Have a night. Yeah, that was Ooh. great stuff, man. That was our, great. Our first ever behind the scenes. Uh, you're a star. It was a lot of fun, man. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> that was amazing. That made me feel like I've never done that before. Like, that was cool. <laughs> be honest, like you didn't like, used to do this yeah, every yeah, single game? That is actually cool. It's been so long, really. I think we have to give a new king of the game. Like, you were the king of the game. That was awesome. No, really. man. That was perfect because you, you heard in the video, but when we were walking in, I was like, this is my favorite part about coming to games. You never know what's going to happen. It is true, man. You never know. And... You get a double OT thriller out of it. What was the most like? I didn't see that coming performance that you're, you know, because some nights you do get to the. We've been, we've all been doing this for years, mm, yeah. and we probably do take it a little bit for granted. But there are nights where you're kind of like, man, I don't want to be here. It's Tuesday, it's snowing out, whatever. And then all of a sudden, it's a fifty piece. Like that Murray game against Boston comes to mind. Yeah, it's like early season, but it was Boston. You kind of knew yeah. that was a big game, you know. I mean. They're just like the random ones, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know. If, I don't know if I could remember the Jokic. I was gonna say the Jokic perfect triple double, but I think that was the home opener. That was the opener. So, like, yeah. of course, there was an energy to that one. But that is that is great. Just stuff. like some crazy comeback. That's what a lot of them are. Like Nuggets get down eighteen. You're like, all right, this, tonight sucks. That's a nice little meal they had for you. No, like they've really stepped it up. <laughs> I I gotta give Nuggets PR credit. Like. The pizza, I know I didn't give it a great review. Yeah, 4.7 is um, rough. That was out of 10, right? But, I mean, <laughs> I'll take it. Somebody I, said I also had a salad that got cut out of the video. <laughs> I also reviewed a salad <laughs> so that got a higher mark. So, they are like, yeah, it's a salad. Yeah. We don't need How high? We don't need this. I think it was in the sixes. It's a nice uh, summer salad. Yeah. Dev, you and I haven't been to the arena during this pandemic. Do you miss? Do you, what do you miss most about it, and do you miss being there? Do you prefer being in the winter's lounge? I do prefer being in the winner's lounge. Yeah. Uh, like just doing it for so long is just like it's a lot. It's a lot on you. Yeah, um, it is. and it's just like they really are long days. It's long days and in processes. Like you have so many things to do and to check in yeah. and places you have to be when you're there. Um, so I, you know, I mean, that part is. I'll go back every now and then, but also I, I think that the the best part about it is just how how close you are to the action, like. First off, just seeing those guys move so fast and they're so big and, you know, and things like that, like just being there is like an experience that you're taking in that are not not a lot of people like get to have. That's why I think that that video was so cool is because 
a lot of people don't get to see that experience of what it's like so for dmvr and harrison to, to take everyone back there it, it's really cool and there's also pieces that they didn't see like when in the locker room and right. also in the the visiting locker room and and how like particular the 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 warm-ups are i think that that's a part that i miss is like the warm-ups like i think that that was big you get to sit there at half court so you're yeah. on like the the game and then you get to see how everyone interacts with each other how they go and interact with the fans i think that that's major um like pe people really are excited to to get autographs and, and just to have an experience with the players um so i i do miss a lot of those 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 type of experiences but I'd rather be here in in the winners lounge. Like I, with I'm all of you. Yeah, I'm I'm here with with my family. With the homies, man. You know what's funny about Dev at games cuz everybody has a different style when they're at the <laughs> arena. What I like about Dev is I'm watching the game or doing whatever and he's like playing where's Waldo. He'll be like there's Chauncey over there in the fifth row, second segment <laughs> or something like that. He just will find people and I'll always be like, "How did you find this dude?" He's yeah. like, "Saw it." <laughs> yeah, well, you got to like you watch us yeah, around. When you go to games, there's the game. And then there's the game. Yeah. You know. Oh, really? Is that what? See, I only watched the game, the first game, but the like, basketball right, game. Right back in the day when you could mingle yeah. with the Nuggets front office, when you could talk to you know people, that was the game. That was the, your game, huh? Yeah. And also, then, then you got the I was always watching the basketball on. game. Yeah, but also I I think like just the the change was I didn't used to care about the bench unit much. Because <laughs> you know, so, I was just tuned out the whole bench. I was so big on like the starters and like yeah. seeing how everyone develops. Jokic like yep. becoming who he is, yep. and Jamal Murray and the guy. So when it was time for the for the bench to go in, I'll go do a run. Like I'll go make a run, or you know try to like go figure <laughs> something out. So now I'm into. I gotta find something because it's such really. It's a long day, especially after work and things like that. So you you have to find different like nuances in the game now that i'm here you get to focus on the basketball game and then also like going to the games and having to write and stuff like i don't think that people realize how big that is like like the the type of pressure that mike singer and ryan blackburn and those guys are in to come up with a presser tj McBride. Right. you have to like actually like watch the game and be so into it it is so hard especially on a, on, a, on a nightly basis um, so you got to find some type of fun with it. Oh, you definitely yeah. do. Tell me what the arena, you know, Jokic got 47 this last one. Yeah. What was the energy like? I know there's not that many people, but was, you know, if Jokic gets 47 points and a fullest crowd, like that place is electric. Totally. How was it with 4,000 people? It was great. It really was. And I said it in the video, like it was loud, man. Really? There was only 5,000 people there, but it seemed like 10,000, 15,000. It was loud. Like the fans have been so deprived of going to the arena yeah they're gonna go crazy for they're gonna go nuts. and that game against memphis was just so ridiculous <laughs> so ridiculous it was a great atmosphere it yeah. really was it was yeah. it wasn't what it used to be but it's not supposed to be right now it yeah. was it was the best atmosphere for, for a game so far well it is voting time as you see over here in my dumbass vote you know this whole time i've been looking at that box down there waiting for you to pop in via zoom, via for, zoom. forgetting <laughs> that you were sitting next to me watching the game tonight here i am adam here, here you i thought are. we were having a good time we were too. too i just yeah. completely uh, forgot time. about it should we go to our final break before we get them do we get our we didn't get our yeah, final break. we can do a final break. let's do our final break before we they give a little extra tease for you to hang around here we'll hit a break and then we'll we'll hear what austin rivers had to say that kept you waiting it's pretty good it was Ooh. pretty good guys you got a good tease 
uh, I'll just say that we've got a, a good segment three coming up. Ooh! Fire. <laughs> Let's do it. All right. We are so pumped to have these guys back on board with us. Illegal Pete's. Let's go. Oh, my gosh. Guess what I ate today, guys? Illegal uh, Pete's? Illegal Pete's. <laughs> the spot. Went to the spot. What's your order at Illegal I always get the queso. I love their queso. That's mm -hmm. my number one thing. Today I, I tried something different. I got because I wasn't too hungry, so I got the chips and queso, and then I got a, a just a quesadilla. It's a little <laughs> boring. Basic. Yeah, well, that's a little the boring. best sell. But <laughs> yeah, sorry, I really undersold that. Queso is <laughs> great though. Yeah, guys, make sure to check out Illegal Pete's. They've got a location right by the bar. They got a couple others uh, throughout Denver. Right now they've got this uh, sound check promotion going on at all locations. You get a free draft beer or a house mark with the purchase of an entree uh, when the guest shows a same day ticket to any event. So if you're going to a Nuggets game, um, I think this might work for other games as well. Yeah. Avs games. Yep. Um, show that ticket at Illegal Pete's and with your burrito, you're going to get a free beer or a house mark on them. Check them out today. Uh, like I said, valid at all locations. They got one right uh, here on Colfax by the bar. Uh, they got one on uh, Broadway as well. That's closest to me. Pumped to have Illegal Pete's back on board. Um, also, we've got UFC this weekend. Uh, UFC this weekend for DraftKings. Masvidal and Usman. They put on a show last time. They stepped into the octagon. Uh, they, they're up for round two uh, now. DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of UFC putting you in the center of this weekend's title fight with 26 to one odds on either title contender uh, to get the win. So what you have to do, uh, pick either main fighter to win during this weekend's UFC 261 title fight and DraftKings Sportsbook, Sportsbook will give you 26 to one odds. Incredible odds uh, from DraftKings. So make sure to download the top rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code DNVR when you sign up to turn $5 into $130 in free bets uh, if the title contender of your choice wins. Place your bet. Watch the fist fly this weekend. Code DNVR. Uh, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. And uh, finally, we've got new code for Strava Craft Coffee. First-time customers. Use code DNVR25 at StravaCraftCoffee.com. Is it 25 or 25, would you say? Either one. Well, how much, what, percent, what percentage off is it if you use that promo code? 25. Okay. I think we settled what it it's is. It's the Austin Rivers <laughs> promo code. DNVR25. The Austin Rivers. Yeah, Hartenstein. At StravaCraftCoffee.com. DNVR25. Check it out. Uh, um, all right, vote. You teased us. <clears throat> Very, very, uh, it was tantalizing the way you left us. All right, we'll start with Michael Malone. Michael Malone was in a great mood today, guys. Great mood. Really? And he sh he thought it was a team effort. Uh, shouted out the second unit, and he went back to that second quarter, which was hideous, and he says, but you know what? Their defense was pretty good, too. Uh, we, we talked about this, Adam. It's one thing about this second unit that I think it's overlooked at times. Such a, a struggle for them to score, but they do a good job of making it a slog for both teams involved. Totally. Um, so he really liked the defense in that second quarter. And uh, obviously he was thrilled he was able to leave the bench in for so long. Right. Going into yeah, that was huge. He also said he did plan on going back to uh, Composo to close this game. But PJ was just making such a difference with his size, his energy, and his commitment to defense and rebounding, which I thought was making a difference down the stretch. Um, so, And then with a smile on his face, he told us how great it is to be getting winning contributions already from guys who just got here. Yeah. Shaq Harrison and Austin Rivers. Great. 
I kind of liked Malone smiling there. That guy, like, there's been a lot to deal with this year on his plate from a coaching standpoint. All these injuries, everything coming in and out, so much pressure. And I, I just kind of liked that he was able to say, like, look, the vibes are still rolling here, you know? Those are my words, well, not his, too. but yeah. Um, he said the vibes are still he rolling? He did not say that. <laughs> okay. yeah. he's, uh, uh, I was just wondering what he thought. Let me be very clear that that's okay. a paraphrase there. No, okay. he just said it's great to get winning contributions from guys who just got here. You think Malone will ever say vibes? Nope. Um, <laughs> I think he could. You think he could? Oh, I man. think he could. I challenge you to ask him about vibes instead of chemistry next time you get the I opportunity. Will. Okay. This year, I will ask him about vibes. Um, <laughs> I will. Not going to lie, guys. You better pick your moment right with that question. You messed up <laughs> the won't. timing on that one, and it's... Uh, Tonight might have been your best bet. Um, a little boring from Jokic today, guys. You no, thought Will Barton played really game, well. Yeah, he thought the bench... He thought the new guys played really well. He was asked about them playing well in close games, and he, he said, I think one to two years ago, we were really good. We were 13-2 and two yeah. in really close games. So he just feels like they know what they're supposed to do in those situations. Hey, this isn't a thing we actually didn't talk about tonight, but this was a close game that required yeah. Denver to go to their clutch offense, and yeah. it wasn't gorgeous, but it got it got the job done. And right. you talk about a team that features Dame time, you know, known for being good in the clutch, and Denver, Denver still gets the win. That's very meaningful. On the Nuggets moving to four now without Jamal Murray, and if there's been any sort of, you know, galvanizing around that, Jokic says, I personally miss him on the floor, and I think the whole team is missing him, but it's just a next guy up mentality. It's nothing special. It's just, yeah, to, I'll paraphrase again. I think it's just basketball players going to work. Um, I, I always think back to that quote that Yoke had. Maybe it was last year where he said something like, it's just like a show and we're characters in it and just keeps going and going. Circus, and going. yeah, it's the circus. Circus. Jamal Murray goes down. Next man up. Bring in a new acrobat. Yeah. Okay. Sh sh the show just keeps on rolling. All right. Another day, another game. But I think, guys, what made this such a fun night um, was we got to talk to the new guys. Shaq Harrison, AD Light. An absolute Delightful. Treat. Yeah. Just yeah. a great guy. Just a great guy. He's like um, the real Harrison. Yeah, that's right. Shaquille Harrison <laughs> on his role, or, or on if he had any conversations with Michael Malone, I should say, about his role. And he said, quote, just be me. Come in, don't do too much, and try to prove what I'm not. Just be Shaquille Harrison. Um, he, he doesn't call himself Shaq. Shaquille? He said Shaquille in that moment, but everyone was calling him Shaq. I wanted to ask hmm, him, actually, if there's an official ruling on that, but uh, <laughs> I didn't. On joining a contender, he says he's very excited. He's pointed out he's never even been in the playoffs, so right now he's just trying to learn and take everything in, ask questions. Um, but he thinks it's a win-win. He thinks he can help this team. Um, I asked him about fitting in offensively and if that's been a, you know, a tough adjustment. Um, and he said, not really. He's just trying to stay out of the way for the most part. He's been working on his jump shot, he, um, which he thinks can open things up for him. But this is an already potent offense. Um, with regards to Jokic, he said, um, uh, I like to cut really well. I like to cut a lot, and that meshes really well with his game. Um, so that, that guy is very talented. We haven't talented. really seen them together too much, huh? Um, no, we haven't. That guy is very talented, he said, um, with a lot of emphasis on very. Uh, I've never seen anything like it at that size. I like it. You um, know, he's right. <laughs> Austin Rivers, guys, a very, very candid and reflective Austin Rivers tonight. Hmm. Um, we'll start here, though, on getting acclimated in Denver. He told us about a week ago they sent them uh, the Nuggets sent him all of their plays already. And then he stopped and he joked and he said, it's not too difficult most of them go through Jokic. <laughs> you just kind of give him the ball and you move. And we know how every place yeah, starts. That's yeah. hilarious. That's hilarious um, I love that he said that with a laugh. He's, he's right. Um, 
he had some great quotes about what is the difference between being against Jokic as an opponent and seeing him up close as a teammate. And he said it's given him a newfound admiration already, uh, particularly his patience. He mm-hmm. said he's never seen anything like Jokic's patience. And anytime you can play through a guy that doesn't need to shoot the ball to play his game, you're talking about someone special. Um, and then, yeah, he reflected on his journey on, on getting here. Um, he said, look, I've gotten a chance to reflect on this. As time goes on, you get a chance to look in the mirror and you say, okay, what did I do wrong? Mm. Um, what can I do better? Because basketball-wise, you know, I shouldn't have been anywhere near a lot of these situations I've been. That, that I'm messing up that exact wording there. you got to go back and listen to the quote. But something to the effect of, you know, I think he's reflecting on the idea that maybe he hasn't gotten the most out of his career to this point or, or whatever got him to the Knicks then the Thunder then waved and picked up um, and so he said what can I do better my goal is just to bring positive energy in Denver every second that I can be supporting those guys every second that I'm not on the floor he doesn't want to take for granted guys this opportunity he knows what it means to join a team this talented this late in the season so I, I believe him in just kind of him saying that he's being really reflective because Austin Rivers is a guy who's been humbled man I think he's been humble. Former top 10 draft pick, former kind of face of the franchise type guy. And he was on the free agent market for a couple weeks. He got traded to the Thunder. You know, the ultimate sign of like, oh, you know, we don't want you. So he's a guy who's been humbled and he kind of fits in in that respect. Yeah. I mean, my obviously guys like, you know, these guys know how to handle the media. They know what the deal is. But these were two guys who really seemed to understand where they were, not just in their careers, but here in Denver, what it means to be here and what they need to do going forward. So it, it was all positive stuff, all positive stuff tonight. It's funny because Austin Rivers, you know, I'm looking at his just his career arc, and he played with Chris Paul and Blake Griffin, Lob City, and, and with the Clippers. Um, you know, he was with Houston, James Harden, Clint Capella, era Houston, um, when they were very good, this wasn't like the end of sure. it. It was like they were still very good. So he's been on some pretty good teams. It is interesting. You know, obviously we're rooting for him. We talked about how Austin Rivers edition, it felt like a trial run. But, um, you know, it sounds like he at least knows that it's a trial run and, and, and probably wants to get that full check and get into the playoffs. If you, if you could have asked me to pick the least likeliest player to be on the Nuggets this season at the beginning of the year, I you, might have settled on Austin Rivers. I would have Did said you, Yusef Nurkic. I don't think he'll ever play you in Denver the Shaq again. Harrison, Austin Rivers, second <laughs> unit lined up. Uh, by the way, guys, in, as it's for pandering corner, Rivers did stop and say, I think this is the third MVP I've played with in my Woo-ee! career. I like it. Well, who, who was the first? Yeah, who was the first? I know James Harden. Has he played with Kawhi? You know, maybe no. Yeah, but Chris Paul wasn't an MVP. Hmm. That is a tough one. I'm hmm. to, it's a mystery. Somebody help us out. All right, I know you can queue up that outro music, Kale, but I know you have a couple super chats you want us to hit um, as, as we get out of here. Let's let's rapid fire. We always appreciate your guys' super chats. You know, we told you the money from these super chats goes towards new studio equipment. We're always improving, so we appreciate it very much. Altitude Radio pointed out that the Blazers stopped doubling Jokic after quarter one in response to MPJ having 17. Are they more afraid of MPJ than MVP? You know, that's an interesting question. First of all, the answer to the question is no. You're definitely more afraid of Jokic. But here's one thing that I think, having watched the Nuggets as much as I did, if you eliminate Michael Porter... Denver just has such a hard time, and they can do it. They grinded out a win without my, literally without Michael Porter right. for scoring for three quarters. But I do think there's something to uh, take him out, and what is their plan B? 
no Murray. Usually it's Murray. You know, you can't take him out because you have two of them. But now, what is it? So Jokic, you just can't take out. So it's like, what are we? Might as well not put too many resources to it. Yeah, the defensive game plan against Denver is just so clear. It's so clear. That's now. what sucks. Yeah. And in the playoffs, it's if you thought tonight they were really focusing in on Yoke or, or Porter, like in the playoffs, it's going to be that times five. So much, man. Gimmicks and everything else. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's go on to the next one here. Uh, this one comes from Josh Moore. Get those likes up, people. Show DNVR we love the show. All right, yep. Uh, definitely. Thank you, Josh. Get those likes up, guys. That's how we grow our show. Uh, what else we got? Oh, doesn't matter if we win. Clippers won't lose. They almost yeah, lost not, last night. Yeah. Yeah, they got also, an easy schedule. Here's though, the thing, though. Fun. It's not just about – I've said this before. It's not just about can you overtake them. Make them play out the string. Make yeah. Kawhi Leonard have ah. to come back and ah. play and push, and don't right. let them get to take two weeks off at the end of the season. Make them play it. Yeah. By the way, guys, it was Russell Westbrook is the third MVP that Austin Rivers Ah, makes in. sense. In Washington? I don't know when Rivers would have played with Westbrook. It was. Houston? Would it have been Houston? Would it have overlapped? Was it? Oh, yep, you're right. It was, it was. Yep, yeah. it was. Yep. In a row then. So he got Harden, Westbrook, Jokic all in a row, basically. Uh, all right, life. what else we got? All right, it's my brother. I think. I think, it, I think that no, was. I, was say, I think Griffin win. Yeah. No, I think that was for me for how I hosted. Not too many people. What a win! Year. Wasn't pretty, but without Jamal, that may be a common theme for sure. Ugly wins are wins. Definitely true. Definitely. That's yeah. how we started off the show, man. Yeah. All right. What else we got? Thank you, sir. Wind. Yeah, there it is. Guys, thanks for hanging out with us again. Don't forget, we have a bunch of stuff going on on DNVR. Vote's going to have some grades out. Wynn's going to write a piece on this. The list is up, a film study deep dive. You get to see one of 15 clips for free on our YouTube channel. So if you haven't watched it, check it out. There's 14 others. So you like that one, you want 14 more of those, sign up. What did he do? He comes in. Hey, he gives us the hardest question. Oh, where's JaVale McGee? That is a good one. Actually, I got this one from a lot, so we should address it. I don't know. (laughs) Well, here's the the one thing I will say. (laughs) Jermichael Green has given a lot to this team. Paul Millsap has given a lot to this team. Is it smarter to play JaVale? I think so, personally. I think it makes more sense in that second unit. Malone is very much a guy that, hey, these people earned it. I'm going to go with the guys that have my trust and who have done this, because what message would it send if the first guy comes in and I immediately overtake somebody yeah. so i think there's a little bit of that and maybe maybe he just likes the lineup that he has i think he kind of does i think he knows he's got javel mcgee in his back pocket and he can deploy him when need can be. you i think so <laughs> can you like if you go to the playoffs and this is what he's played yeah, two games i don't know dude I'm, we I'm, saw javel like come in cold and have an impact in a couple games i think he's the guy a guy you can maybe just plug in there yeah i'm i'm a little confused with it because um this was like the perfect matchup we know that matchups is the is a way right. that he usually goes right, with it right. this is the perfect matchup especially with two big centers um and physical centers where he could have made an impact um for malone to not go with them i'm i'm not sure either you know the thing is malone he does not make changes when you're winning and denver now four yeah, game win streak that's, 11 that's, and 2 and like denver could win every game ugly and it could be clear that's not working but he'll yeah. be like hey man we Fuck want who's starting. a win Those is a win man we're doing it we do. uh thanks for riding with us guys check out the dnvr.com don't forget then of course our next game golden state espn on friday the dnvr bar on friday oh, nothing God. better no better it's place on earth place we'll see ya Before we get out of here, guys, if you're not signed up for Hassle Cattle Company, man, are you missing out? Uh, right now at Hassle Cattle Company, DNVR listeners can get 10% off with the code DNVR10. 
at HassleCattleCompany.com and all orders over $200, you get free shipping as well. Hassle Cattle Company delivers anywhere in the USA. So even if you're listening to this somewhere other than Colorado, which a lot of our listeners are, uh, they will ship to you. Hassle Cattle Company, they've got the best Wagyu beef around. They call their beef the Blue Collar Wagyu. And they've got everything. They've got New York Strip, beef bacon, Wagyu Frank. They've got Wagyu smoked sausage. They've got even jerky flavors. Uh, They've got everything. And you can get delivered right to your door. Head to HassleCattleCompany.com. Use the code DNVR10 for 10% off your order. 